Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions and provides unbiased answers. Invest Talk, over 31 million downloads and counting. I wanted to get your opinion on ticker symbol. I just really like it as a long term play. Uh, appreciate the show, appreciate all the knowledge. Thanks, guys. Your participation makes it unique. 888 99Chart. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, good old Friday, July 16, 2021. I remember in my younger days in my career, I loved Fridays because the weekends were were just a blessing. And I had to, you know, I commuted into the into New York City from New Jersey. And it was an hour and a half commute one way because I couldn't afford anything else. And an hour and a half went out. So that's three hours a day plus working the minimum of nine hours, 10 hours, 11 hours usually. It made for a long week. So I used to love Friday. These days, eh, it's Friday. No big deal. Anyways, so summer's going by pretty fast. It was pretty warm today here in Southern California, but pleasant. I hope wherever you are, it was nice there, too. Anyways, the market continues to show volatility. Down pretty decently today. Why did it go down? Had great retail sales numbers. I don't know. The uh, I would suspect fear about inflation because that was a big number earlier in the week. I don't know. So on today's program and podcasts, I'm going to state the same mission statement we talk about every day. Independent thinking and shared success. So I just want you know, to tell you that you know we do this because we really do want to help you. And we really do try to give you the best information available without a bias one way or another. I will warn you, many money managers have biases because they buy information they are, or they behold into big warehouses like, you know, Fidelity, Merrill Lynch, uh, um, you know, Goldman Sachs, you name them, uh, they have to sell their products because that's who they're tied to. It's not easy finding someone independent. We are independent. Okay, now, I'm also I'm totally independent on our, how we analyze stocks, how we, what we buy and sell, when we buy and sell. We don't, we don't buy that information. We're not beholden to anybody. Okay, so we give you the facts. I present them to you as plain and clear and simple as I possibly can in the short period of time we have. I'm Steve Peasley, and I encourage you to contact me. You drive the show with your questions, your financial and money-type questions. Anything financial we'll talk about. So, if you call right now, we're live, 4 to 5 Pacific time. It is Friday, Monday. We're live Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 and since I'm live, you can get on the air right now if you wish. If you don't want to, that's okay because we have lots of calls. But the number never changes. 888-99-CHART. Let's get to one of those questions that someone left earlier. Hey, Justin, Steve, and the team. Thank you for taking my call. 
I really like the podcast. Uh, I just had a question about a stock called LLNW, Limelight Networks. I've been interested in the stock for maybe like a year now. I have maybe a thousand shares. I got in at maybe, I think it was $4, but now it's like tanking down. So I just wanted your opinion. I'm still going to hold though because I feel like I'm bullish long term because their new CEO, Bob, Bob Lyons. But things are not looking really good right now. But uh, I just wanted to hear your opinion on it. LLNW. Thank you very much. Okay, Limelight Networks, Inc. It is a $336 million company. Very small, very, very, very risky. Provides content delivery network services to television, music, movie, software, social media industries. You know, I would, you know, it's it sells, it's, it has about $51 million in sales. And it's have had that for two plus years every quarter. $51 million a quarter, every quarter for two years. Why are you high on this stock? It doesn't make money. It made 12 cents in 2008, lost 2 cents in 2019, loses a penny in 2020, loses 10 cents per share this year. Next year, it's going to make 4 cents. I'm not sure why you would buy this stock. Remember my rule. Don't buy companies that don't make money. And this company has a hard time making money, and it's not growing its sales. This is a story stock. You you have bought into the story, and the story might be great. And it might be work. I'm not saying that. But I would suggest that you stay away from story stocks because the story is told by the people that are bullish on it or the, the company or the advertisers or whoever. Remember, the story is biased. Don't buy into the story stocks. Anyways, I would stay away from it. I wouldn't buy it. Okay, my focus point today concerns a story about uh, an analyst is warning that the dollar is doomed in the long term. And, of course, everybody could say that. Is it doomed? You know, the debt we've been putting on, you know, how long have I been saying? You know, the debt is just everybody's ignoring it, and it's going to come back and bite us. And I think we're seeing a little bit of that bitingness right now with the inflation. I think that's what we're seeing. Maybe. There are other reasons for inflation, too, but that's also just adding to the problem. And this is a CEO from uh, Double Line Capital. So we'll talk about that. That's the main issue we're going to discuss today. My trivia question will focus on the automobile sector, but with a little bit of a twist. You've all heard of Ford Motor Corporate Company, of course. It was founded in 1903, but didn't go public for a long time. So my trivia question is coming up at the half-hour point of the program. And since it's Friday, I will also share highlights from the KPP Premium Newsletter that I produce every week. You know, it's every week I produce that. You know how hard it is to produce a newsletter every week? It takes a lot of work. Anyways, we'll give you some highlights from that. Other topics, time permitting, I want to talk about the retail sales report that came out today. This is for June. And so we'll go over some of the numbers. Uh, what do you think... The average Social Security check is. Do you have a guess on that? I'll give you that answer. Ways people lower their home values. What people do to cause their home values to go down. Usually you always get this, how to increase the value of your house. How about how to, how to decrease the value of your house? What mistakes you make that decreases the value of your house? And finally, at the end, I'm going to give you the best one-year CD rates. 
certificate deposits. Yeah, we're, it's a very safe way to put your money. It just isn't very good. But I'll give you the best rates out there from what sources. So those are things we're going to talk about, but only after we talk to you and go in the direction that you want to go. So how do you want to, what do you want to do? What do you want to talk about? The market was down today. The Dow was down 299 points. The S&P down, uh, the NASDAQ down 116 points. And the S&P down 33 points. Clearly a weekday today. So it's been pretty choppy, you know. It's gotten to the highs and now it's starting to hesitate. I read it today somewhere where an ex, uh, quote unquote, expert says that we're going to have a 10% correction before the summer ends. Well, that means he's expecting a normal correction, which is about 10%. Wouldn't surprise me that we have one. We should have one. Matter of fact, if we have one, everybody, you should look at it as a health restoring to the market. Healthy. Healthy. Because, you know, the market doesn't go in one direction, as you know, if you've been doing this for any length of time. And I think with the fundamentals there to drive the fundamental numbers and should help drive the stocks up. But corrections along the way are important. Reset buttons. Okay, we're heading into a quick break. Carl from Oceanside. If y'all hang on, you'll be next. You'll be first here on Invest Talk. 888 99Chart. As we move through summer, you'll want and need unbiased answers to your finance and investment questions. You've come to the right place. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278, and I'm going to talk to Carl. I think Carl has an interesting question. How are you doing, Carl? Oh, not so good. I bought Snap, and I got Snap today real good. <laughs> Where they put this coming Thursday, I'm wondering maybe I better get out. What well, can you tell me about that SNAP? This is SNAP, S-N-A-P, everybody. Operates the popular Snapchat mobile application for Android and iOS devices. They don't make money. They have never made money. Never have. But sales growth is huge. They grew 66% last quarter. 62 before that, 52% before that, 17% in the COVID time. Then before that, 44, 44, and 50. So it's very strong sales growth. They just haven't been able to turn that into a profit yet. And remember, Amazon did this for a long time. It's not unusual for tech companies not to make money for a long time. But that they can be forgiven for that, that if their sales are very strong, and this one is still very strong. So Snap, it's a $90 billion company. Now, in the old days, if you didn't make money in like the 10 years, which this one hasn't, you would not be getting a $90 billion market cap valuation. You'll be in, you know, in a few hundred million, maybe a billion, but not $90 billion. It's a $59.31 stock and doesn't make money, but has about a 50%, 60% growth rate. Uh, I, you know, it's it. I think it's topped. It topped right around seventy dollars, and that's about as far as it's going to go until it can actually turn and make some money. So I don't think 
I I wouldn't be a, I wouldn't own it because it doesn't make money, and I I don't care how big they are. They can't make money. I'm out of here. So um, I would sell it. It looks like that it just can't get above that number, and it's starting to fall again. Uh, so I would get out. Carl, appreciate the call. Thank you. Let's go to Sunny in San Jose. Sunny. Sunny, are you there? Sunny. I guess he's not there. Okay. Well, he had a question about American Outdoors brand, so if you want to call back, I'll be happy to do that. Fridays are always very busy around here. We've got trivia questions and the newsletter highlights coming up. But now let me turn to my focus point. Now, this is about an analyst who feels that the dollar is doomed. The analyst is uh, Jeff, CEO uh, Jeff Gunlatch, and he's the CEO of Double Line Capital, which is a huge bond, uh, bond company, uh, investment company. And he, it's all about the debt. It's all about deficits. That's what he's talking about. He feels a short term, you know, the dollar could get stronger or weaker, but long term, it's heading down, and he thinks it's doomed. Well, I, there's, I don't know if I can go as far as that doomed, but I can tell you with the heavy spending we're doing, the government's deficit spending, and most of it not making our economy more effective, more streamlined, more vibrant. It's most of it's just spending to keep the economy afloat. Now, the infrastructure spending is is much better way to go, and that might help greatly. But you know, we've spent what I think six, seven trillion dollars, and only one trillion of it is infrastructure. So that huge debt, and we were already going in debt before COVID. I mean, COVID just exaggerated the problem. Therefore, it's a matter of when, at what point. Will the dollar fall? This is not, it's it's fallen in the last couple of years, but it hasn't fallen out of bed. It's not like just tanking. And that's what he's talking about. It's going to tank. Probably, it's all going to be about inflation. And, and, and uh, we could see some deflation coming in. I mean, there's, there's lots of issues that could be coming to us in the future because... Interest rates are so very low. How long will that last? And when they start raising rates, what's going to happen to the economy? That's that's the issue. That's why he feels it's that the dollar's going to fall apart. He's back, so we can try again. Line two, Sonny, San Jose. How you doing, Sonny? Oh, I'm sorry. We're we got to go to a break. I'm sorry, Sonny. But if you hold on, you'll be up right after the break. I'm Steve Peasley. You're listening to to Invest Talk, and hold on. Make, give us your calls, 888-99-CHART. When you tell your friends and family members about the free InvestTalk podcast downloads, let them know they can choose an episode that covers their topic of interest. Download free anytime at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or InvestTalk.com. Okay, let's talk to uh, Sonny. How you doing, Sonny? I'm doing well, uh, Steve. Thank you very much, and uh, thanks for taking my call. Thank you. I'm calling uh, about the stock symbol AOUT. Okay. You want to buy it, or you own it already, or? I own it already. Um, okay. Uh, but dropped 
The reason was pretty simple and pretty clear. Uh, it was their outlook. It was unambitious. Their outlook was, you know, they had, earnings came out. Their earnings looked great. Uh, that was, the sales were better than expected, and their earnings were better than expected, and everybody was happy with that. But in the release, when I say release, that's when the CEO releases the earnings. There was very little upward, upward, uh, upbeat information about the future. Remember, stocks trade on the future. This is a very good company. American Outdoor Brands provides hunting, fishing, camping, shooting, personal security, and defense products. It is a small company, very small, $393 million, so it's going to be volatile. Sales have increased dramatically, 50% in the most recent quarter, 91% in the quarter before that, 66 before that, 52% before that. So sales have really increased, and I like the fact that it's made money. It's going to make $2.13 in their fiscal year this year. Last year, 2021 is their last year. Uh, they made $2.30, so it's going to go down. Next year, it's going to go to $2.31, and it's a $28 stock. So it's not unreasonably priced. It's fairly, you know, reasonably priced. But when you have high sales and you disappoint on your outlook for future sales, when you don't say, "Hey, we're going to keep doing this," that the market, the investors say, mm, "Something's not right here," and that's why it sold off sharply. That's why. And now the question is: Is it going to continue down? Will it stay? The fundamentals should hold it up. But don't expect it to go much higher than the recent high. Okay? Appreciate the call. Thank you. Edgar, San Diego. How you doing, Edgar? I'm fine, Steve. How are you doing? I am great, and I appreciate the call. Oh, sure. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'm looking at this uh, New York Community Bank, and I was wondering if you take a look at the chart and see what's a good entry point. Okay. And what you think about it. Okay. NYCB is the New York Community Bank Corp. Holding company for the New York Community Bank and New York Commercial Bank operating via 237 offices. You know, and they're in the upper, the, uh, the northeast. Um, um, you, I wanted an entry point. They're, they're going to make $1.11 this year after making $1.02 per share last year. And then $1.33 next year. Uh, they pay a very nice dividend at 6%. And it's $11 stock. And they make enough money to easily handle the pay that kind of dividend. So I think they're going to continue to pay. It's a $5.1 billion stock. Uh, and you wanted an entry point. So let's take a look. I think this is a good entry point right in around here, right around $11. It looks like there's a lot of support right around this area. The next support down is like $10.25 or so. But there's a lot of support right where it is. It's been trading a little bit sideways. I like that for an entry point. So if I think it's at a good entry point right now. Edgar, thanks for the call. I do appreciate it. Okay. Retail sales today. Did you see that, everybody? Retail sales were up six-tenths of a percent for June. After being shrinking four-tenths in, in May and 1.7% in April. 
Well, that was a very good number. If you took out autos, it was up 1.3%. 1.3%. Uh, last month, you took out autos, it was up four-tenths of a percent. And the month before, it shrunk nine-tenths of a percent. We had a really good retail sales number. It was really good. Mo and much of it was concentrated in the restaurant, bar, clothing area. Okay, on Fridays, I try to give you some information about some of the benchmark numbers. The two-year treasury yield was at 0.23%. Uh, last week, it was 0.21. The 10-year treasury yield was at 1.3%. Last week, it was 1.3 also. So it just barely moved. Gold was priced at 18.13 per ounce, $1,813. Last week, it was $1,809. Two weeks back, it was $1,781. So it's slowly leaking up. Silver today, $25.65. It was $26.25 last week. So it went down. Oil, selling for $71.94 per barrel. Last week, it was $74.53. So it went down probably because OPEC, you know, they can't really get their act together. We'll see. So those are some of the numbers, everybody. Okay, uh, trivia question. We often receive questions asking about automobile sales, and I have been giving you my thoughts about the sector. Yet, yeah, folks are all very interested in Cars SI, so let's have a little fun by looking back in time. Um, so as we go back, go, go to the break, here's my two-part trivia question. Henry Ford founded the company in 1903, but when did Ford Motor Company first go public? Which year? And what do you suppose was the price of the cheapest Ford automobile back in 1949? 1949. Hint, the vehicle was so-called business coupe. It was a so-called business coupe. After the break, after the break, I'll supply the answer. 888-99-CHART. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members? or friends from a different culture. I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, 
It's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, Stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The stock market is volatile. It's constantly changing. So how are you positioned? Is your portfolio properly balanced, or are you taking unnecessary risks? You can get guidance anytime for free if you go to investtalk.com and take the brief Riskalyze quiz. Okay, before the break, I gave you a trivia question, car question. Uh, Henry Ford, uh, it was all about Ford, okay? 
Henry Ford founded his company in 1903. But when did Ford Motor Company go public? You're going to be surprised, I think. Which year? And uh, what was the price of their cheapest Ford automobile back in 1949? That's not when they went public, by the way. Don't think you can deduce that. They, that vehicle was called a business coupe. 1949, what do you think the car cost? I think the uh, Model A, when they first came out, I think it was like $700. I want to say $700 back in 19-oh-something. Okay? Uh, let's put things in perspective a little bit. Ford Motor Company, commonly known as Ford, is an American multinational automaker that has its main headquarters in Dearborn, Michigan, suburb of Detroit. It was founded by Henry Ford and incorporated in, in, on June 16, 1903. Based on 2015 vehicle production, Ford was the second largest U.S.-based automaker behind GM. And behind, as far as the world is concerned, behind Toyota, Volkswagen, Hyundai, Kia, and General Motors. Ford Company, symbols F, first went public in 1956, 53 years after it started. But the Ford family, through special Class B shares of stock, Class A and Class B, Class B shares, was able to retain 40% voting rights. The cheapest 1949 Ford was the business coupe aimed largely at professionals. It was priced at $1,333. So that's about $14,000 in today's money. The six-cylinder engine, by the way. At the other end of the spectrum, back then, the V8-powered wagon cost $2,264, or about $24,000 in today's money. To add context, the average annual wage in America in 1949 was $3,000. And that would be about $32,000 in today's dollars. So how many cars did Ford build in 1949? That's 72 years ago, by the way. 1.12 million. That was about 100,000 more units than Chevrolet manufactured the same year. Well, some factoids about Ford. And you know how I feel about auto companies as investments. I'm not keen. It's not. That mean I won't, but I shy away from them most of the time. This is Invest Talk. Our phone lines never close, so people leave their financial investment questions when anytime they want to, every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So let's grab another question. 888-99-CHART. Hello, this is Robert from Rosemead, California. I love the show, and thank you for all that you do. I have a buy what you know stock, F-I-G-S, FIGS. They specialize in medical apparel for doctors, nurses, dentists, etc. So scrubs and whatnot. My fiance loves this brand. She says all her coworkers love it too. My roommate constantly buys this product and swears by them too. I see them as the Lululemon of the medical industry. They just IPO'd and so I'm waiting for them to come back down to earth so I can load the boat. But what price would you say would be a good entry point? Thank you. Okay, this is an IPO. Uh, it's very difficult because you don't have a long enough history on the chart to tell me where support and resistance comes in on the stock price. So it's very, very difficult to give you that idea. They don't make money. They're never going to make money for the next year or two. Uh, sales are growing very, very, very fast. 172% last quarter, 227% the quarter before that. So sales are about 85, 90 million a quarter. And the stock is a $6 billion company. 
So that should tell you, if you listen to the show any length of time, that the stock is very, very overpriced. Support. Okay, again, to make sure you understand, I don't have a lot of time frame to tell where support and resistance, but I can still do it. And I think support is just coming into support. Support comes in right around $36, okay? And so it's just, it's at 38.61. So it's just entering that support now. But, man, that's a tough place. The next one after that is 30, which is kind of where it IPO'd, okay? It got as high as 50 a few weeks ago. So it's very volatile. You're going to have to live with volatility. This is Invest Talk. Our phones are never closed, so people leave their financial questions, and we love talking to them. You can do it, too. So please do. 888-99-CHART. The KPP Premium Newsletter went out today. I always distribute it every Friday. And the first section, the market conditions section, I said this morning retail sales per for June revealed an unexpected increase as demand for goods remains strong, even as spending is shifting back to services. Uh, the big news was, this week was inflation. We can see it in the numbers. The CPI numbers, I gave them those numbers. The PPI numbers, I gave those numbers. I talked about uh, what uh, uh, what the Federal, Tra Federal Reserve Chairman said in front of Congress, Powell. Uh, I talked about just retail sales this morning. I talked about that and what effect and I then also suggested what you should do about it. What should you do about all this number, all these numbers? And that that's what I do in that in that first section. Okay, the portfolio management section. I explained that what does it take to be a successful investor? It doesn't take rocket science, people. You don't have to be a genius. You don't have to spend hours upon hours every day. You don't have to do that. It helps the more you know, the better off you'll be. But what it does take is, is knowledge and control of your emotions. And I go into the details about that on, in that section, the portfolio management section. You know, if you can control your emotions, and people think they do. See, this is a problem. You have to, you know, when you look at your trades and you go back, you'll find that you're making decisions quite often based on emotions because you just you either the stock went up real sharply and you got out or went down real sharply and and you got out you know or you bought it when it was already way high up obviously you were excited about it see emotions are it's very difficult to first recognize them troll them don't think it's that simple oh I know I'm not emotional it but you are Human beings are emotional beings. You are. And you have to recognize your own emotions and how they play their part in your investing. And that's what I try to do in the you know, portfolio management section, to give you ideas on how to control that. Stock ideas. I had talked about a 22-gigawatt regional utility. Okay, and I kind of like the company, one that you might want to put on your list. And an ETF that tracks the price of gold talked about gold. We've talked about gold many times, right? Many times. If Gunlatch, the guy that I talked about today, the guy thinks the dollar's going to collapse, if he's right, 
you're going gold will be the place to be you, if he's if he says the dollar in the long term is going to collapse you, if you have gold positions no matter what else happens in your portfolio that will save your portfolio now that doesn't mean you overload on gold because what if it doesn't happen what if it takes 5 years see so you, you got to be you got to don't let emotions decide the buying gold for you think about it you know, what, how much should you buy and at what price? Okay, because, you know, even though he's been around many years and he's a smart guy, he could be wrong. Experts are mostly wrong. Not mostly right, mostly wrong. So don't just buy into what they say. Okay, and then, you know, the, the, the newsletter has lots of information in it. Okay, it's, not, it's only about three pages long. It's not a huge newsletter. Uh, so hopefully there's a lot of inf valuable information that you could use. Uh, you can you can buy it. It is easy for you to subscribe directly through investtalk.com. And after subscribing, you'll receive the full report every Friday directly in your email box. You don't like it? Cancel it. You don't have to, you know, you can cancel. There's no time frame. You don't have to buy a whole year in advance. You don't. So take a look. Investtalk.com. Let's take a live call from Noel in Napa asking about LUMN, L-U-M-N. Noel is listening to us in the Bay Area and has listened to us for quite some time. Noel, I appreciate all that. So go ahead and let, let's, let's look at your stock. Noel? Yeah. Uh, Napa is, uh, I think the number one, Napa Valley is the number one tourist attraction in California. And it's been for a long time, but... It, if, if my facts are wrong, uh, you can straighten me out on that. But anyhow, uh, L-U-M-N, are you there, Steve? Yes, I got it. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I can hardly hear you. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, I, I had a, uh, uh, a uh, limit order in today on L-U-M. I bought a pos uh, position in it, and I've been waiting. for It's dropped down, so it, uh, the, the trade uh, went through. And, and then I put in another buy order in for some more because I like uh, the company. And uh, But I was just wondering what a professional investor like yourself would do in this current uh, choppy market. Uh, you'd probably wait and see a little while before buying anymore, I suspect. Uh, buying anymore, yeah, I probably would. But we, bought, we own this in a number of our managed accounts. We've owned it for, I don't know, a couple, three months. Yeah, you know, we saw a bottoming in the June, September last uh, two thousand to uh, 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 up until December, and then January, and February started to move up, and we uh, we we thought it would be a good place to be. Lumina, everybody, Lumina Tech, Lumen Technologies Inc. provides local exchange, long distance network access, broadband services to rural communities in thirty seven states. Why do we buy it? the dividend? And I'm assuming that's why you bought it. You like the dividend. Yes. The dividend, everybody, is 7.8%. It makes money. It's a $12 stock. They're going to make $1.37 next year. They have to make $1.65 this year, so it's going to make less next year. So that's a little disappointing, but they can easily afford the dividend. The cash flow is $5.91. The P.E. is 8 So it's hard to say, don't buy this stock. Now, what will it go to? Can it? Can it? Can we have some capital appreciation? I think it's going to go back into the low twenties. 
Why? Because it's been there many times. You know, it's been as high as 45. But low 20s seems to be pretty reachable to me. I don't know how long it's going to take, but meanwhile, while you're waiting, right, you're getting 7.8%. Come on. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm there. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Thank you, Noel. And I've been to Napa a lot, many times. Uh, my, I have a brother-in-law who lives there, and we go up every so often to visit family. And check out the valley. It's really a neat place to visit. Okay, um, let's go to L.A. from Atlanta. L.A., how you doing? Hi, Steve. Good evening. Good evening. Happy Friday to you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I had a question uh, regarding... Uh, it's kind of a two-part question. The first part, um, I'm looking to add a um, dividend payer to my portfolio, and I'm divided between stocks and ETFs, and okay. I kind of wanted to get your opinion on that. And then second off, I was eyeballing specifically the ETF, J-E-P-I. Uh-huh. I think it's a fairly new ETF. I think it's been around probably about a year, but it pays a... Pretty, it has a pretty high dividend, and I was just kind of wondering your thoughts on that. Okay. Uh, JEPI is J.P. Morgan uh, Equity Premium, Inc., exchange-traded fund ETF seeking to track the performance of the Standard & Poor's 500 total return index, and the dividend is listed at 7.8%. Uh, I would caution you, L.A., to rely on that dividend. Because if they're tracking the S&P 500 total return, it would be hard to get 7.8% out of that, okay, as a dividend. What, how they can pay that is give you back some of your own money when you buy, this, buy the ETF. In other words, they just take it out of the equity of the company and just give it to you, even though they didn't make it. How can they do that? Well, they can do it easily by... You know, selling more shares, borrowing money. But they're supposed to just track the performance of the S&P 500 total return index. And they don't, that total return index is not paying 7.8% dividend in those stocks. The S&P 500 dividend yield is like 3, 3.5% or so. So how are they paying 7.8? And I don't really know because I haven't looked the, the ETF up to, to find out how they did that. But... I don't want you to fall in love with that dividend because they haven't been, they've only been around a year, as you pointed out, so we don't know how sustainable that dividend is. Okay? But I appreciate the call. Thank you very much, L.A. 888-99-CHART. Okay. What do you think the average Social Security payout is? Average. What is the average Social Security payout? Just for, uh, this was as of May 2021, by So, a couple months ago. It's $1,430. That's the average. So don't think you can live on that because that's not a lot of money to live. Okay? The Social Security was never designed for people to live on. It was always designed as a supplement to your retirement. Supplement to your retirement. Okay? Okay, we're heading into a break. On the other side, we'll go to some more questions that folks have sent us previously. 888-99-CHART. Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck. 
because Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Okay, when people invest the time, they'll leave us an investment podcast review. We really would like that on iTunes or elsewhere. Uh, we want to thank them and give them uh, what we what we want to do is reward them a little bit just because they give us a review. We appreciate it. We really do. And this one is from NH Bench. Uh, he he thought that he thought he really enjoyed our podcast and gave us a pretty high review. We appreciate it. We really do. So, his question: Can you talk about ARCC? And also speak of the good and bad aspects of dividend payers such as this one. ARCC, everybody. Of course, uh, that's Errors Capital Corp. Investing in first, uh, first second lien holders. So they're, they, they hold loans on property and make loans, make loans available. So uh, they have an 8% dividend. These things are pretty volatile. Um, these these companies that what they do is make first and second trustee loans, they can be very volatile. They're attached to the economic cycle, so it, the and the dividends are usually high at one point, but how steady they are, most of them are not that steady. This one pays a huge dividend right now, but I don't know if I would rely on it if I were you. Um, and they the cost of money right now is real cheap, so these companies are doing pretty well. But when the cost of money goes up got to be real careful okay um and then another question here's another question that came from uh i don't know who avery how do you feel about ticker atwt as a long-term speculative play now when you say speculative when anybody says the word speculative play i immediately think that it's a company that doesn't make money okay or it makes very little money and ATWT uh, doesn't come up for me, but uh, you know when you say speculative, it should have high growth of sales because that's what's you know when you the word speculative the whole market is speculative. But when someone uses that in reference to a particular stock, it tells me that they're looking for high returns. Now, if this is what I think it is, uh, I think it's a tower company. Um, you know the cell tower company. I'm not, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know who it is. It doesn't come up on my screen. But think of what you're saying when you ask speculative. That means you're looking for high growth. If it doesn't have high growth, and if it's not coming up on my screen, that means it might be pink sheeted, meaning it doesn't trade on the exchange. So yeah, over the counter stock, super high risk, and I I wouldn't invest in those. You, I don't invest in them. Why should you? You, they're too easily manipulated, okay? And just as I thank everyone who makes takes time to rate us, uh, rate the podcast on iTunes. We do really appreciate it. So if you can, you know, if you like our show, you, it's totally up to you how you rate us. But, you know, we would like some feedback. It really helps spread the word. So thank you. And I would like if you tell your friends and family about us. It's all free, as you know, free podcast. So. Okay, ways people lower their home value. Usually, you always get these lists of ways to increase your home value, but ways people lower their home value. So don't do these things. Number one, wrong color of paint. 
don't use a lot of bright and flashy colors. That that you might like it, but the public doesn't. They like more muted colors, more mauve and toned down. Okay, too bold and dizzy, busy designs, paper, wallpaper, or designs on the walls. No, calm, calming. Okay. Uh, Removing closets, you know, like take the closet out and have built in something. You take closets out, that's story space. Don't, everybody wants more story space, not less. Okay, removing bathrooms are the laundry room. Never, ever remove a bathroom or laundry room. Add bathroom or laundry, laundry rooms. Okay, so those are just some. There's a lot more, but I can't go through more. Anyways. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another InvestTalk program. Justin Klein, I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family about our podcast. It's all free. So you can get InvestTalk downloads at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, InvestTalk.com, and be sure to rate us on iTunes if you would. It's, you know, we just would really appreciate it. That's all. You can browse by podcast topics, which is nice, 401Ks, cryptocurrencies, market volatility. It's, it's really nice if you're interested in a specific thing. Independent thinking and share success. This is the best talk. Enjoy your weekend. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.